Welcome, 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 welcome to uh, 59th episode of Podical Sons Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Spread Love. It is uh, 12-18 on uh, May the 8th, 2023. And it's 12-18. Did I already say that? Probably already said that. And why? <clears throat> you may ask. I'm coming at you so late at night. My house is super quiet. Um, my kids are all sleeping. Mi esposa, um, she's sleeping. And uh, I cannot. I don't know why. I don't know what's keeping me up. Um, I ate earlier, so I'm low-key hungry. So that might be it. Um, also, I kind of took a nap earlier today, so that could also be a reason. But, um, you know, maybe it's just my all-around insomnia. Maybe that's the reason. Um, fun fact about me, you all, I worked in a hotel, in hotels for quite some time, and my position was the night auditor. So I would have to stay up um, for the third shift. And, you know, it turned me into a zombie. I mean, it's where my headaches, I have severe migraines, by the way. But it's where my headaches kind of, I ain't going to say they came from, but they definitely were exacerbated by not having a proper sleep schedule. And, you know, because of it, I really do think I have a problem, you know. Uh, physically <coughs> excuse me but we'll see we'll see um, Latoya is going to make me a specialist or give me a uh, I'm freaking a black and mouse sorry you all I'll stop doing that um, she's going to have me go see a specialist so that's cool but that's not why I'm here um, this episode will be fairly short um you know, when you're an insomniac or when you when it's hard for you to get to sleep. Now, I know there are people that don't have this problem and I envy you. Like I don't I don't even understand the process of going to sleep quickly. You know what I mean? Like I don't I can't comprehend what it is you all go through or don't go through that allows you to go to sleep so quickly. Like it is so hard for me to shut my brain up and not think about something. I mean, it's like, I will contemplate every detail of some future happening that has yet to happen, right? But I, like, plan for it to happen. So, like, I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep because I got to take Zoe to the bus stop early and then... Chances are I'm dropping kids off, so, like, I do need sleep, um, but I don't have anything to do tomorrow except for work on these art projects, so hopefully I'll be able to take a nap, but see, that's the problem, that's why I'm up right now, taking motherfucking midday naps. Anyway, it's very hard for me to go to sleep, um, I think about a lot of things, and... Like, I spent the first hour laying in bed, and I was thinking about Venus versus Mars. So, Venus versus Mars, if you haven't heard of it, is a, uh, a battle of the sexes, so to speak. It's where um, Rihanna Nicole uh, creates a team of poets, and she goes against my team of poets. Um, and it's a fun evening, and like... It's just always good. It's great. We sell out the show each time. We had the first one at Mercury Ballroom. We had the um, second one at uh, Portland Portland Portal. And then we had um, the most recent one. Oh, hold on. This is the third one. My bad. So we'll be having the third one at Headliners. All right. So Headliners, July 23rd, Venus versus Mars, Poetry Battle. It's going to be very fun. Rihanna has lost both of the other, um, despite her best efforts. 
So I'm going through my like set. I'm going through like what I'm going to be saying, what I'm going to be uh, performing. I got a new poem. So I was like fleshing that out a little bit in my head. And that always happens too where I'm laying down and I'll think of like the best ideas or the dopest bars and I feel like I need to write them down. But I'll be like, oh no, I need to go to sleep. So like I didn't write those down. But this show's going to be dope. And what I got planned is going to be even doper. It's so funny because Rihanna, she never knows what I'm doing. And, like, she never prepares for it. Like, she got Wolf. Um, Wolf is returning. Wolf is a, a poet from Tennessee. Uh, she's very, very dope. Wolf season on Instagram. Y'all should check her out. Bars out the wazoo. And um, Rihanna says she's, like, she recruited her to go against me. And I'm like, okay. All my people will be local. So I'm not I'm not hiring nobody out of town, first of all. Second of all, um, you know, I'm not scared. I ain't never been scared. Uh, yeah. Shit, I got bars too. Um, so I was going through that, and the show's going to be dope. And, you know, I was thinking about uh, different scenes that I wanted to do. And then I got like off of that and I was like, okay, that's fake beef. That's fake beef. And my mind was flooded with real beef, like real beef that I have with people. I told y'all I cut my hair, right? And that is a signaling of uh, Boomin um, coming back into play. If you don't know Boomin, Boomin is another nickname. Um, But this one was given to me uh, by a college friend. And, um, you know, booming rhymes with Newman. The friend was a blood, so he put bees on everything, and um, you got booming Newman, right? So that's what I was in college, and my hair was short in college. I was like 220. I could bench press like 250, 275 multiple times. You know what I mean? I was, I was in the best shape that I had been in in quite some time. So I'm trying to get back to that. That was another reason why I cut my hair so I can kind of get back to um, just a healthier me. But it's so funny because it also brings back like some of my toxic traits. Now, I'm Mr. Spread Love, right? I literally do not hurt flies. I try to guide them out my house. Um, Wasp will get in my house. I'll catch them let them back outside, those little stick bugs, those get in the crib, um, catch them and let them out. I think, like, the only thing I really kill is, like, gnats, because, you know, it's gnats, and then ants. I set up traps, because y'all got me fucked up. But everything else, if you got wings, you flying, you just flying in the wrong space, I'm going to let you out. But boom and kill flies, you know what I mean? Booming, um, booming was an exterminator. Booming handled problems. Boomin was a fighter, quite a fighter, unnecessarily, but, you know, dr- drunk in college nights, what are you, what are you going to do? And, um, this fighter, this, this, this booming fighter, um, you know, I, I feel like it's a great time for him to come back because people having me fucked up is at all time high. And this is no delusion of grandeur, right? This is no, like me thinking that. Like, this is not an egotistical thing where, oh, I got to prove myself. Oh, niggas got me fucked up. Y'all, y'all, y'all need, need to. It's not none of that. It's a principle. It's a principled beef. I'm, I am a principled man. All right? Uh, when it comes to conflict, just very, again, you know, with my principles. I do not seek out conflict. I do not invite conflict. Um, and I do not, like instigate or you know I don't court conflict it's not a thing that I'm trying to get into you know I I call myself Mr. Spread Love because that is what I'm on I believe love is God you know I think that love is the answer to all things and in most situations love is um, is the answer but even in those situations that love is the conflict right Um, I do believe that 
you know, nothing happens in a vacuum and um, the balance of pain and joy is the same thing with love in that um, you have to have a conflict to properly get to the destination love wants us to get to, right? Because without the conflict, you can't come to understanding, you can't uh, see each other's point of view, you can't um, kind of get things resolved. Um, so conflict is sometimes necessary. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, the wars that we have, uh, those are not principled conflicts. They, they come off as principled or they're, um, you know, made to seem like they're principled wars, but they often come down to just resources and land and subjugation. So I'm not talking about those conflicts, right? I'm talking about the principal conflicts um, such as, you know, like racism or um, transphobia or homophobia. You know, it's like, what are your principles? And if we have different principles, then let's find a way to like get on an even uh, ground. All right. So just the background. <clears throat> Me being a principal, Boomin was principled as well. Boomin is principled, and he's not, um, he doesn't seek conflict at all. Um, but he definitely wants to have the conflict. I think that my entire life, that's really kind of what I've been on. I used to, like, I would walk into conflict. Like, I knew there was going to be a conflict, and I knew that the best remedy to get over it was to just get through it so i would like be the first one to hey can we talk about this or i would always be the first one to you know say you know i noticed you felt or you responded in this way is there a reason why that like my whole life um i remember this one time oh my god shout out to my nigga Vez. um I don't, well it don't matter i was dating his cousin one time and um she like you know it was straight we, we was in high school or like right out of high school or something so it wasn't like it wasn't a forever love right but I think that I was like her first boyfriend maybe maybe I was like her first boyfriend um but we had been dating for it wasn't long maybe a month or something and I was like yeah I'm definitely gonna have to break up with her you know what I mean? And it's nothing against her. She's a beautiful girl. She was sweet. I mean, you know, thought the world of me and really, you know, probably would have given me the world if I allowed her to, which was part of the reason why I broke up with her because, girl, <coughs> don't start playing in the honeymoon yet. Chill out. But um, I remember I was, like, so conflicted about it, y'all. Like, she was spending the night at my house. Um... It's so funny, my mom would be going to Detroit. She used to do that shit while we was in high school. So you wonder how a boy is sneaking girls over. It's when you're out of town. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm sitting there. Bro, I stayed up all night, y'all. I stayed up all night, like, reading the Bible, if you can believe it. Literally reading the Bible. Wasn't looking for, like, any chapters specifically or nothing. We didn't have the internet, so I couldn't be, like, chapters on love and breaking up. I just was like, God, guide me. I'm going to open this book, whatever I land on. You know what I mean? Fingers crossed. So I read the Bible all night. The sun came up. You know, she she's rose over and, you know, kissing. How's everything? <coughs> My fault, y'all. I think I hit her with the. I think we need to talk. Oh my god! Ooh, like hearing that from a from a man, that's hard. That's different. That's different. Hearing it from a woman is expected, but hearing it from a man, that's that's a nigga with some morals and some principles. So anyway, I said we need to talk. Sat there, you know, broke it off with her. She cried. I mean, bawled. Um, and it was to the point where I couldn't even cry with her because I was just like, you know. Believe me, this is the best decision for both of us. So, you know, don't, don't, it's fine. Um, but she ended up leaving and, you know, I was free. I was free of the, the agony of like not being in love, right? Like not caring about somebody and staying with them and like leading them on and, you know,
you know, if I would have stayed with her any longer and just kind of used her, then, you know, that's fucking up my karma points. And if y'all know me, I do not do, I'm not with that. You know, I'd much rather break a heart than hold it um, to break it later, you know what I mean? Or to break it from a higher distance, you know what I mean? Like, drop it, drop it at knee level. Stop holding it till you get to the eighth floor and then dropping that hoe. Drop it at knee level, it might be intact afterwards you might you know save face and i haven't i've talked to courtney you know um i think that she you know i apologize because i remember this was a minute ago though this was like maybe before i started growing my hair but i remember i was like make her oh damn i said her name and everything it's fucked up whatever whatever um i talked to her and she was like um you know it, you made the right decision, you know, she was like, we definitely wasn't on nothing, so, you know, it was, it was a hard breakup, but definitely necessary, so, I, I count that as a win, you know what I mean, no, no love lost, um, but I say all that to say that I'm very much so about having the conflict, um, it's one beef I had with a poet here, um, who shall not be mentioned because we still got to fight actually we don't have to fight like and that's another thing I only fight people that I want to keep in my life or that I know need to feel me I mean some people people hear you or people don't hear you sometimes people need to feel you, you need to feel the strength of your anger it just is what it is. Hmm. Anyway, I had to check a check a brother at this uh, a poet at Southern Fried when it was in um. Damn, where was we at? I feel like it was South Carolina. Yeah, it was uh, Columbia. Maybe. Anyway, um, I had the conflict kept telling him too like so he was there for this tournament southern fried the southeastern regional poetry competition um the one that i hosted uh, the one that i've been going to for over 15 years lord jesus me i say um he went to it and the first day first day i saw him i said are you ready to have a conflict he said no i said all right Kept moving. Tried to buddy buddy the next day. I said, "Hey, are you ready to have the conflict?" He said, "No." <clears throat> uh, went to the next day. Um, he tried to like make an anecdote about my son and called him like L.J. And if you know me, first of all, I don't do that junior senior stuff. It's it's hierarchy. But the numbers is a hierarchy as well, but it is what it is. We don't do the junior, senior stuff. So calling my son Lance Jr. is off top. You don't know me. You don't know his name. And then to act like, like to bring my son up, knowing damn well I got beef with you and like what could pop off, like could fight you at any moment. I said, hey, bro. Are you ready to have to? I said, see, I said, that's how you know you don't know me. Nobody calls him that. Look, are you ready to have a conflict? You over here making nicknames for my goddamn family. You be calling Latoya LT. What in the Father, Son, Holy Ghost are you on, boy? Why are you calling my wife LT? That's not her fucking name. No, nobody asked you to shorten her name. You can say Latoya. It's not even like a hard name to like say. So I was ready to fight. You know what I mean? Let's have the conflict. He waited till the evening, and he said, yeah, you said, okay, I'm ready to have the conflict. We argued. This nigga tried to hold my hands like I'm some girl, bro. Like, tried to hold my hands, look at me in my eye, and be like, is this what I'm doing? Is this how I make you feel, boy? If you don't stop touching me, yank my hands, get off of me, boy. Anyway. This is all relevant because the current beef I have is also with some poets. Because poets have this problem of 
like not living in reality, right? Because we write, because we reflect on our thoughts, and because people clap and cheer for us, um, for our thoughts, we think that that means that our thoughts are completely valid and the only thought to be had about anything. Now, as a multidisciplinary um, artist, like, you know, I'm all around artist, man. I just got the eye. I just got the eye. I just know what it looks good, sounds good. It's just, it's, it's a gift. What can I say? But being of different disciplines, you realize that, like, the art form and the artists are always separated. And this is with any art that you find yourself engaging in, right? There are artists who draw things that um, come from real life experience and that they, you know, have, you know, the, the real shit that they experienced, that they came, they came through. And then you got artists that literally imagine worlds and create those worlds that they're imagining and like don't consider real life whatsoever and in that you have artists that walk differently than they talk or create I've always had a problem with this you know what I mean there's something about and please know like my art is like maybe maybe one degree of separation from who I am you know what I mean like most most of the art things that I do now I say most because I'm getting into acting and I can see that that's going to be a lot of art that I may not necessarily care for or um, find myself uh, attached to on a interpersonal level but um, anyway my visual art and my poetry definitely speak to who I am and what I am or like what I'm about so if I talk it I walk it and that's just who I am the best poets in my eyes are the poets that talk what walk what they talk you know what I mean I'm not um, I'm not talking about skill level or uh, prowess in performance or delivery or writing skills like I give two fucks about all this shit like are you about the shit you are talking and creating seriously it's like we got poets out here creating children and they're deadbeat fathers you know what i mean we got poets out here creating um these beautiful sonnets about love and respecting women but they are like a whole ass abusers right and this is a it's a regular problem within the poetry community now my beef is not with an abuser <laughs> he's alleged but that's a whole nother thing um it's not about the poets like poetry like i believe he he had poems about his uh, being a father i'm sure he's about that life you know got poems about blackness and i don't know i don't be paying attention to niggas catalogs but he's a decent poet um respected on the scene uh nationally and um he got me all the way fucked up got me all the way fucked up i'm talking like major levels so just some background and y'all i'm i'm sharing this with y'all because this is what was keeping me up and i'm like this is negative like all this thoughts that i'm having this is like negativity i don't need to be going to sleep on this negativity i also don't need to have it in my body um you know growing and acting as a, like cancer to my psyche i just need to <sighs> rant get it out and sleep peacefully but i hosted southern fried in, uh, last year in 2022 um it was very amazing it was good it was uh done with three people all right, me, Steve Vaughn, and Ezra, all right, um, Ezra was on, like, equipment, and staging, and venues, um, Steve Vaughn was also on venues, and, um, fundraising, to an extent, and, um, just organizing the schedule, and also, like, creating the visuals, and the links, ah, oh, she did so well, 
Um, and then my job was to fundraise. Like that was my big job to imagine like well, how I wanted the event to go and then to fundraise. I fundraised, you know, over $30,000 in maybe th- three months, uh, three months time. And normally for Southern Fried, you get two years to plan and fundraise and get all your stuff together. So this was done very like, not last minute, but, you know, they didn't tell me that I could host or that I was going to host. Like the committee of Southern Fried didn't tell me I was going to host maybe until September of 2021, November. So it gave me like maybe a few month head start. Because it was supposed to happen in June of 2022. <clears throat> Needless to say, we put together a beautiful Southern Fried. Flawless. Not flawless, but a beautiful Southern Fried. And I need y'all to understand, I've been going to Southern Fried for over 15 years. And this was a special Southern Fried because it had been canceled twice due to COVID. This well, this is the first in person Southern Friday. They had a virtual one for twenty twenty one, I think, and I thought that was neat. It was nice. Oh, it was so funny. Actually, I'm gonna say that little tidbit. But um it's our first in person one and um everybody is you know excited. Everybody's happy to see one another. Everybody's like, you know, happy to be back with each other mm. but in national tournaments like it's you always got people that like compete too much bro it's like like people really be like I'm convinced people got beat by their older siblings or big cousins in the video game constantly to the point you know where they got made cry where they made the where you know where people were made to cry because they lost in a video game, and they are subconsciously inflicting that on everybody else. So they get good at a game like Poetry Slam because it is a game, and then they, bro, they fucking try to make you quit the sticks, and you know feel me? They try to they really try to, and they don't know. Right? They don't know that they're, I'm just, I'm just good at what, write better poems. Y'all just need to write better poems. Like, bro, what you mean write a better poem? This is a subjective art. We're making it, we're making it objective with this, with this form. But the art itself is subjective, bro. There's no such thing as like a better or a worse poem. Did it have a poetic device? Then shut up, ho. It's a textbook poem. It's a poem. You got all types of opinions you can you ain't heard every poem in the world so who are you to judge ain't none of y'all some of them got phds in poetry but even that isn't like a proper judgment tool so i always find folly with poets that go to southern fry with this eye of judgment you know I came up in open mics. I did not come up in slam. My art form was not created in this competitive vacuum where, you know, your points and the amount of belts or wins you got under your belt determine your skill or uh, gravitas or fucking whatever as a poet. That's, 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 That's weak. I did not come up in that. All right. We clapped. If a person got up there and spit a poem, good, bad, they were trying to get a thought out. Did you get the thought that they were expressing? Okay, shut the fuck up. Next. <clears throat> I hate elitism in art forms. You know what I mean? It just does. It just doesn't make sense. Art forms are literally the reflection of existence, right? Right, life creates art. Art doesn't create life. Or excuse me, art imitates life. Life doesn't imitate art. You have to go through experiences to create from them or rec- recall them, write a poem about them. You can write a poem about I'm gonna use this example that one poet I was talking about earlier, um that I don't fuck with. He 
he always thought that he could write a poem about anything. It didn't matter what it was. I can write a poem about it and it's going to be a good poem. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be a good poem, but it's not going to be the best poem it can be because you haven't had that experience. Right. And I use the example. Um, I think he recently had nephews and I said, were you able to write that poem? Uh, or he wrote a poem about his nephews. And I said, Did, why didn't you write a poem about nephews before you had them? He's like, I mean, I didn't have nephews or I didn't have a reason to write it. I was like, but, but life gave you a reason to write it. Right. He said, yeah, I'll say exactly, bro. Like, even if you did write a poem about nephews not having any nephews, it wouldn't have been as good as the poem that you had with ne where you actually had nephews and you can truly encapsulate that joy. Now, I know I just went on a rant about judging poems. <laughs> and I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying that art is always better when the artist has experienced the art that they're trying, the piece of life that they're trying to reflect. Y'all get me. Okay. Back to uh, this kind. This dude, he complained the whole thing. So if you know anything about like tournaments, Southern fries, shit, um, uh, like seminars, like whatever, whatever you're like when it's, a big company and a lot of people are coming. There are several people who are quote unquote in charge, but those in charge people are in charge of certain things. So you have the in charge or the person that's in charge of the venue. You got the person that's in charge of hotels and making sure people got somewhere to stay. You got the person in charge of entertainment and finding, you know, what to do during a large convention you got um somebody who's in charge of the actual uh convention committee right the people who run the convention and they are the management team um with any uh or they're the management team that goes to each city as the city is having then you got the whole city the whole city is in charge of making sure everything that the committee needs is fulfilled and also vice versa right they're trying to make sure that the whole city has what they need this is how southern fridays ran you know what i mean um the poet that i got a problem with hasn't had a southern fried they definitely bid it for southern fried and tried to get southern fried in their city but um there was too much this cons or you know uh what there wasn't any organization within their city amongst the poets that lived there. It was like a split faction. Um, so it's like half and half. Louisville is good because we ain't got no shit like it. <laughs> Every poet's out here for himself low-key. And I can be who I am and still make decisions on behalf of the entire poetry scene just because... I've been on it for so long. That was the least egotistical answer I could think of. Sorry. Booming, baby. Um, so anyway, dude don't know nothing about this, right? And he's running to me with committee problems, right? So if I'm the whole city and you have a problem with the committee or how the committee's rules are or what's being what's happening, then you need to take that up with them, right? Um, so this is my first problem. My first problem is that every little issue he had with the venue or the bout pool, like the draw on which teams he has to go against or which venue he has to be in, him and his team. Um, like he went on, the, like he kept coming to me with it. And that is such a committee problem. Like you have to go to them to debate like why you deserve to be in another venue and all this other stuff. So that's not like, it's not my problem. Um, he says his problem was when the first day I'm moving all these chairs, y'all. Like, we are on the outside venue because we had three venues that were inside, one venue that was outside. We had a huge tent, several tents. And, um, you know, in the chance of rain, we had a plan to move all the electrical stuff inside the tent 
and you know we have it but we had mostly clear days we had rain once it did drizzle for a whole five minutes and you know we made it work uh again only had three months to plan things anyway he's uh come to me i'm like moving chairs i'm sweating i have like you know i'm I'm trying to look cute because it's the first day of this big convention but at the same time i'm facilitating the bitch so i have to move chairs and tables and everything so i'm sweating and he's over here like talking to me like seeing me move chairs right not even grabbing one not even like picking up a table or and that's another thing like you're a poet that runs a show so you understand the weight or the responsibility like getting the shit together and like doing the thing so if you first of all if you want to have a conversation with me nigga grab a chair and we can talk and walk like we can talk and work like do both but no he wants to stop my progress for facilitating the slam to ask me about a committee concern so he said he said his problem with me was he asked me what am I supposed to do about um, this outside venue I was like slamming it he said well what if it rains I said we'll put the mics under the tent and you can slam there and he said well that's not satisfactory I said then bro take it up with God like, what am I supposed to do for you right now, sir? Take it up with the Jesus. Uh, uh, what, what, what can I do? I told you my plan A, my plan B, and my plan C. I gave you all the rundown. I am out of options. Maybe the committee has options because that's who you need to be directing this question to. So he had a, he took offense. He took offense. The next day, during the Slam Master Slam, he grabs me by my shoulder. I'm out here like I'm getting names for the Slam Master Slam because I have to host it, which, again, I'm just the whole city. I should, These are committee things, but I'm helping the committee, and, you know, I wouldn't mind hosting. I am the Slam Master of Louisville. It would only be right if I hosted the Slam Master Slam. So I'm getting people's names. And he is the slam master for his region. So I come up to him to put his name down. And he grabs me by my shoulder and says, boy, you know, I wish I brought my boxing gloves. (sighs) Wish you brought your boxing gloves. Like in the moment. So in the moment, he said, I wish I brought, your, I brought my boxing gloves. I said, I wish you brought your boxing gloves too because niggas don't know that I can fight. You know, that's how I answered that. Because like those was fighting words. Like, what are you talking about? You wish you brought your boxing gloves for what? So we can box? Is that what you want? Is that what you're trying to do? Is that what we need to get going? Like, is that what we need to, to, to make happen? Because if that's what you think. You know, we don't need boxing gloves. What are you talking about? God gave us fists. You got two of them. So do I. Let's get it. We can throw, if we we can make an agreement, we can add in some knees, submission holds. I'm really down with that. My my training is definitely more MMA, but if you want to box, we can box. You in the home of Ali. Matter of fact, you want me to go to Walmart? I can just go get some boxing gloves. What do you mean you should have brought your boxing gloves? Lord Jesus. So that's like straw two, right? Straw two. Y'all, please understand that I love Southern Fried. You know what I mean? Like, it changed me. And I'm forever indebted to the opportunities the lessons the people the like love I'm like I'm completely indebted to Southern Fried I love Southern Fried with all my heart that's why I would do and break my neck to produce a good Southern Fried right and y'all know I'm like a Pisces man I got like feelings 
I really do. You know, it's like the betrayal I was feeling, right? It's like y'all are spitting in my face. I, 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 I have broke my back to make sure that y'all have an infrastructure when y'all get here so that y'all can have y'all little competition. And you complaining about every single bolt, every single beam. You know, it's like, it's, it's disrespectful. So at this point, I'm in my feelings, because honestly, that's already straw three. Like, straw three was a compound of one and two. You know what I mean? Like, you know. And the slam's not even over. Like, the, the damn competition is not even over. We still got more to go. So, grabs my shoulder. Uh, the next day, it's a whole bunch of talking and talk about my back and it getting to my ear and there's a whole bunch of poet shit it's gossiping it's lame it's high school shit so lame I didn't like high school when I was in it right like why would I want to be an adult a part of an organization that acts like high school do you feel what I'm saying anyway I do all of this. Oh, I, it comes down to the final show. The final show is at Actors Theater. I got the one theater that's, they'd be doing Dracula in where, you know, it's got the rounds, the theater in the round. And I did this to like trick the poets up because they got choreography. They got like, they got all types of shit. Now there was still going to be like a frontward facing center stage, but you know, it's a 360 stage. You got to touch at least three walls with your choreography and everything. I, like, if you're on final stage, I believe that you are a poet that can work with these conditions, like, use these conditions to your advantage. And it kind of separates the stationary, um, standing still saying a poet, and the real orators that are speaking to the people. I thought that it was a beautiful, beautiful um, little curveball. You know, part of my design as the whole city. Um, so they were upset about that. Um, this theater also did not have, uh, dressing rooms. One poet, um, expressed their discontent. That's another thing, y'all. A lot of the stuff, poets kept coming to me. These are like, these are committee issues. If you had an issue with the final stage, you should have said that. If you had an issue with the final stage not having dressing rooms, Again, these are all things that they bring to the committee. You don't tell the whole city, the person that was been breaking their back, just to make sure that you got a final stage and start complaining, right? And then got the nerve to be mad at the complaint, like 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 the response to the complaint. So one poet going to come up to me and she's like, oh, they don't have dressing rooms? I was like, no. She was like, um... I was like, humble yourself. She, uh, excuse me? I said, humble yourself. Y'all act like y'all ain't never got dressed in a car before a show. Or ain't never, like, got dressed in a bathroom. to, And, and it went and did, like, a thousand plus people's show. Maybe not a thousand plus, but you know what I mean. Like, humble yourself. It's the final stage, baby. Come dressed. I'm confused. You you trying to come? Like how long are you trying to be in the space? I didn't rent it for that long. Y'all not paying me? What? Hmm. So that happens. Right before, this is all the same day, y'all. Right before the final stage happens. Like. I got my clothes um, at the theater before the call time that everybody's supposed to be at the theater. And I get a phone call from the poet that grabbed me by my shoulder with his lackeys in the car. Another issue, just side note real quick, y'all. The lackey, which I, 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 I'm upset that I got to call him that because... I know bro I know dude before I know dude, right? Like like I know uh the lackey before I knew boss man. But lackey 
is just attached to boss man because boss man got the popularity like he's the popular kid so but i i, I know you lackey like i remember you way before you was even thought to be as dope as you are the only reason why you dope is you are because you perform with this chip on your shoulder trying to prove something to everybody that's where a lot of your anger comes from that's where a lot of your so I ain't got no problem with you bro like but you got me fucked up too and we'll talk about that in a second so I get a call from the dude he tells me something about like I don't know what he's complaining about at this point I could care less like I don't give a fuck what you on my phone about so I say pretty much in so many words I don't give a fuck and Lackey starts barking. Where you at? Where you at? Oh, you talking shit? Yeah, you talk shit. You guys, you have to see me. You have to see me, bro. I'm I'm at the venue. I'm at the final stage venue, about to host. Where are you at? And so they pull up, and the vice president of the committee. He's sitting here talking to me. He's playing, trying to play both sides. Let me. Mm, 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 mm. Hey y'all. Uh, a word about playing both sides. What makes you think you got the clout? Like, if you're going to mediate, please make sure that you are mediating from a place where you have the same amount of respect on both sides to where both sides can, you know, listen to you. So he tried to play the vice president of the committee. He's trying to play mediator and, like, I don't know what he's doing. He's like talking to me in one way, but he's talking to them in, one, in another way. And I'm like, and I don't know the way he's talking to them or he's telling me the way he's, he's talking to them, but they not listening to him or acting like he's the vice president and they doing what they want to do. So I guess I'm going to have to do what I want to do. Fast forward. Or no, not even fast forward. We're sitting out there in front of actors theater and then they pull up the car of the uh, haters or whatever the fuck. The, the poets, they pull up and they are, it seems like they're trying to make their way towards me. And then the vice president is like in his way, not letting him come through. And, you know, I'm like, Mr. Spread Love, man. I'm going to avoid this conflict. I'm going to go back here and get dressed let the vice president handle whatever beef that they got i smudged the backstage at actors theater like light some incense not some incense but some some sage and i like i'm all around the backstage like reciting mick jenkins <laughs> and just kind of getting the evil spirits out because it was like a lot it was a lot um we get there everybody's in place they're like starting the pre-show and like i want to get to hosting i want to start introducing people i want to start like welcoming people we're on a tight schedule at actors theater they can only we can only be in here for so long so like i'm trying to get the show going but then some unofficial person on the committee again this person ain't even on the committee, but it's another thing you got with poets. They like to uh, be administrators, right, of poetry. So you get this higher than thou or like this is my power that I'm going to wield over you. So this non-official committee member is, comes to me and says, Lance, we need judges like screaming at me damn near like really making me think that it's some urgent thing that should be one of my priorities so i spend the next 30 45 minutes getting judges the vice president is rapping freestyling oh my god y'all then i did a haiku battle then I did all this stuff and you know the show has not started so we finally get the show started and y'all, at this point, I have been, like, I don't think y'all know the amount of petty that exists in me, but it just doesn't, like, my dark side is in complete control, 
and I don't even yield it whatsoever because it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope because my level of pettiness is 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 top tier. It's top tier. Y'all think that I'm creative with like visual arts and like poems and y'all have never seen me in the art of war fuck you mean I play chess regularly Uh, it's not even a don't let me have no malice in my heart given different circumstances and different influences I would be a like criminal mastermind nah just playing I wouldn't do that no for real I'm too good in heart thank god in another life whatever but like so I'm petty um I start hosting and each like comment or commentary or narration just my banter as the host is just shots directly at the people like directly at the people I got a problem with shots Shots, shots vague enough to be like, posed to be like, who is he talking about? And specific enough for other poets who know situations to be like, damn, the vice president bringing me back. Like I'm, I'll introduce another poet, the next group and I'll go to the back. And then you got them, these two niggas like running up on me backstage, running up on me, trying to fight me, getting held back by like. Uh, a committee member <laughs> you think I flinched bro I'm looking at them laughing bro like I wish y'all would touch me like y'all are in my city who does that who goes to somebody else's city and starts a beef with somebody you don't know who's in the audience you don't know you know you don't know what's going on so they rush they, they're like really have a problem I mean, by the second round, I didn't send so many shots like, you know, it's visibly affecting them to where my friend's daughter was like, what's their problem? Why they mean mugging so much? <laughs> Goofy motherfuckers. Anyway. And, you know, everybody got to go home unscathed. Didn't nobody get no clarity. People got on Facebook, jumped on Facebook and said this and that. People called for me to be banned. How you going to ban me from something? Like, like, what makes them think that our organization or Southern Fried is that organized to where they can keep somebody from not coming? They have no security division. They have nobody that's going to drag somebody out. They ain't got no restraining order, power. Now, all these things can happen. But I pose no threat. If anything, the people that I have a problem with pose a threat because they are the reason several poets have stopped coming to Southern Fried because of their bullying. Like, it's truly bullying. It's like poetry bullying. It's it's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. And you can't, I like, I was thinking about that too, like, Y'all can't even imagine the amount of people, like good poets, good people, that have been ostracized out of Southern Fried based on, like, this poet's word and the word of some other poets. Like, they vilify, they do it each Southern Fried too. They, like, they vilify one of the OGs, and then the OG gets um, dis, uh, disenchanted and, like, stops coming to the completely I mean I think it's hilarious I think it's I mean I don't think it's hilarious I think it's systematic and also like sinister like what if they know what they're doing anyway I say all that to say uh, Southern Fried 2023 is in um, it's in uh, what Knoxville, Tennessee this year um, and I got bones to pick man I got bones to pick I'm taking some boxing gloves you know what I mean definitely want to get that action make sure we don't forget them this year 
um, depending on how I feel, because it's been sitting on my heart, y'all, this whole time, this whole year. Like, you thought I forgot? What? What? We have to have a conversation, sir. We need to have a conflict. We need to have a conflict so we can know, you know, stay out of each other's lives. Also, don't be out here uh, selling a nigga's name on some on some other shit. Uh, and, you know, I don't even think, like, like, I'm confident in my fighting skills. But I'm not. Like, I don't have the ego to be like, I'm not going to get knocked out or I'm not going to get beat up. He may win. I don't give a fuck. We got to tap, bro. We got hit. Like, it's not even about that. Like, you need to feel me. You need to feel me. You need to feel me. Um... I should have brought my boxing gloves. Was Tupac a thug poet or a poet thug? Or was he an actor in a theater of living a life he never loved? Either way, he did spit at a camera and accurately portray a young man who will betray his friends for the juice which we all clamor for. So in the spirit of the realist, let's drop the poet facades. Because some of these spoken word preachers need their ass beat. On God, I should have brought my boxing gloves, but you can get broken with bare hands or bare knuckles will leave you trying to survive like Bear Grylls fans. Those are fighting words where I flew from and fam, I feel like I'm finna do something because at this moment I feel threatened seeing red. So I'm about to blue something. I'm going to go back and erase that. Let me make a clap so I know to erase that because... I don't plan to do any of the things that I said. <clears throat> if you want to hear it, um, I'll drop a, I'll drop the diss track later. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to Southern Fried. We are taking the team. Um, the team is comprised. I'll drop those names to you all soon. Uh, be on the lookout for Venus versus Mars. Got some, um, got a guest coming on. I think we're going to film or record on Tuesday, so that'll be fun. Give y'all something different. And also, thank you all so much. Thank you for the folk that have been listening. Y'all have been definitely hitting me up and being like, hey, Lance, fucking with the new episode. And I can't tell y'all how much, you know, how encouraging that is, man. It's really... It's a blessing, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I got that off my chest. I think I'm going to go to sleep now. I'm tired. Um, you know, I think now that it's out in the ether, it no longer uh, has the power over me. Um or maybe it does, because I'm, I'm completely resolved to fight a nigga. <laughs> anyway, um, it's 11.17 now. My Mac is on 12%. And you all have been absolutely wonderful. Um, spread love. But if necessary, go booming. Bye-bye. Mussolini with his dead ass.